Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion team. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Inside the Monster with Steve Peralt and Joey Capone. We are back for episode 19 of Inside the Monster, presented by Odyssey. That is Joey Capone. I am Steve Peralt. The Red Sox lose three out of five to the Baltimore Orioles. Chalk that up as the last thing we well, the last thing we wanted to see was a five-game series sweep by the Orioles. So yeah. it's the third last thing we wanted to see. Losing yeah. three out of five. I mean, Fenway Park sinking into the ground. Yeah. Um, the light towers randomly just coming down. Like, we wouldn't want to see yeah, that. Yeah, like a raccoon with, like, seven heads. Yeah, coming yeah, Coming at you in the middle of the night. An animal that has rabies just biting all the players. Yeah, so strap in for about an hour and a half of a list of things that <laughs> are worse than this series. But I, I want to, Joey, I'm just going to say right off the top here, mm. uh, hand up for Friday. Friday was my fault. Was that Celtics Heat game six? Mm. It's very rare that I put myself in a scenario of not being able to watch the Red Sox, but that is an all-time potential game. Wanted to see them clinch the Eastern Conference at home. They don't. They decided, hey, let's get a free trip to Miami and do it down there instead. So I don't care. Celtics are in the finals. That's awesome. But, uh, yeah, I didn't get to see a second of Friday's game. That's wild. How, how often do you say that happens? There is maybe two to three games a year that I don't see a second of the game. Mm-hmm. So Friday was one of them. And Joey, if we're being honest, mm-hmm. of games that you don't want to see a second of, that's a great one to not see. I'm envious, I'll say that. Because <laughs> <laughs> the ending was so frustrating. It was definitely a game that I like would have texted you after. Yeah. Like, what <laughs> yes. was that? What are we doing? For those who don't remember... Yeah, let's go through it real quick. Yeah. Some of the lowlights of game one... Um, there was the worst outings of the year from some of the best bullpen arms that the team has, and that's Schreiber and Strom. So uh, what happened with Schreiber? Because, I, I, again, I'm playing it off the box score. I saw the mm-hmm. highlight, but I, I wanted to forget it because it was feels like ages ago. When you have a five-game series, game one feels like two weeks ago. Yeah, so that's how I feel. So when you're asking me what happened, what I can tell you is what the box score says. <laughs> because I also... <laughs> would gave like, up a bomb. 
Yeah, and he went less than an inning. He went two-thirds of an inning, two earned, uh, and Strom did worse. Uh, Just one-third, three earned. Four Um, runs, five hits. came out and left a few on for Sawa. Sawa had a wild pitch, a sack fly, gave up a single. It was just – it was a mess, and it was a game that – I mean, the way the vibes were coming into the series and then coming into, like, the eighth inning with a lead, offense clicking – uh, you know, Xander had gone two for four. Devers three for five. Franchi two for four. They were rolling. I know, and it, it felt like uh, there was no shot of it of it uh, imploding. But like we talked about last episode, there is still a little bit of bleed over. There's this multiverse separation that's still happening. The April Red Sox are still peeking their head into May a little bit. This obviously being like the largest example of that happening. Yes, I would say with Stranger Things back, with season four out now, right? it's kind of like they're in the upside down and then they're back into the normal world. And Mm. then it's like, oh, you're back into the below the ground situation where it's like, what's going on here? And you got all the aliens. That's exactly what the situation was. Stranger this episode's brought to you by yep. Stranger, Stranger Things. Things. Um, but no, I I just I think with how that game went, it's a classic, and this doesn't happen too often, like I mentioned earlier. But when you're following a game on the MLB app on GameCast, mm-hmm. you're like, okay, there's there's no way, right? The Red Sox are up at one point, they're up seven to two in yep. the fifth inning. Then they're up eight to two. And then in the se- they're up eight to two in the seventh inning. Yeah, which is like okay, I don't have to worry about this. Six, they won. Yeah, C's heat was tight. I'm like, I gotta, I gotta focus on this game. This could be an all time moment. And then the Orioles score three in the seventh. They score three in the eighth. They score four in the ninth, and they win by four. You had an eight to two lead in the seventh inning and lost by four, yeah. which I is I, I know. You know, and I had tweeted some to the degree of you know, socks are hot, can't stop them. So it's a you know, hand up. You know, I, I'm why they lost, but. It still sucks that it goes down like that because you thought even if the bullpen imploded, you should still probably win. If you have a six-run lead in the seventh, you should Mm. still be able to find a way to grind that out and get a W, and that's, I would say, their worst loss of the season. Even though it's, I say worst loss of the season, Joey, they had, they had like, 10 to 12 candidates for worst loss this season mm. in the first month and a half. Yeah, it's tough to remember. I think we're blacking out a few of them, <laughs> and that's too. not an accident. Yeah, uh, I I will say uh, I didn't love the decision to bring Salamora in in the ninth. It was yeah. like, I understand you just used two of your best bullpen arms, and they both just pooped their pants like right on the mound. I know. It's kind of weird. Yeah. They had to delay the game. Yeah, it, so I don't know necessarily if I have a name in mind. Like, man, I would have liked to see mm. Deekman, or I would have liked, I don't know, Austin Davis. Like, I, I, but I guess both of those guys. I mean, Deekman gave up three earned. Yeah. So he already. So no, he had already come out. De- yeah. Deekman so. was like, "Trust me, I I have already come out and I've been terrible." No, I already put my pants. <laughs> yeah, I already I've been did out it. there. Nope, I can't Still do it twice. Been. I already did it once. So yeah, but I don't know. I, it felt a little bit like punting. And yeah, hate to say, it's a tie game, and Salamore's on the mountain. Like Salamore in a in a save scenario is yeah. uh, not necessarily where you want to see him. It's not, but that's all. I don't. I don't want to talk about yeah, Friday no, that, for another that is, second. That is certainly enough. Obviously, got to tip your cap to Nathan Avaldi on a doubleheader on Saturday. He throws a complete game. A scenario where I was genuinely stunned that he was coming out for the ninth. I didn't think there was any chance. He has the fast eighth inning, mm-hmm. but. The way the Sox had been going in this series, coming off of Friday, 
and you've had a couple of bumps in the road, even though this team's really been buzzing for the most part. Four straight series wins. A couple tough losses sprinkled in there where the bats just fall asleep. But Sox go down one nothing early. Franchi, by the way, that play. Did you see? Oh, the double play? <laughs> the, yeah. the play at first base where he does end up barely getting his foot down. <laughs> and it's tough when, like, especially for our show, when we proclaim, like, a guy is our guy. Mm-hmm. And obviously, Franchero Cordero is our guy. To see him have, which it, no other way to call it but a bonehead play, mm-hmm. where he's looking at Cora and Evaldi and Cora yelling at him, dude's going home, throw it home, throw it home. Mm-hmm. That was a tough look, but he gets bailed out, an all-time bailout, by the way, because, yes, they replay it, and he barely, by a, millisecond, by a yeah. literal split second, he beat him. So it's like, okay, that doesn't actually count. Um, but for Franchi, you gotta you gotta be a little more aware in that situation. But Sox only hold the Orioles to one run in that first mm-hmm. inning. They get three in the second. Kind of some funky runs in the second. But at that point, you don't really care. Take them how you can get them. Two run bomb by the Orioles in the fifth. And we we gotta real real quickly mm-hmm. talk about the home run issue for Nathan Evaldi. It's he already. Let me just make sure I'm getting this right because Spear tweeted it out, and I was like, there's absolutely no chance. That's true, but he's always right. Stats Masterson. One more home run allowed this season for Nathan Avaldi than all of 2021, and it's May. Wow. That's insane. That is not. That <laughs> feels so wrong. It is it is right. I looked Holy back, cow. and now we're going to do even more research. Again, this is not me not trusting Alex Spear. I don't think he's ever mm-hmm. messed up on a stat in his life, but we are going to make sure that this is true. Nathan Avaldi in 2022... That's this year, Joey. This year. That's I'm, this year? Yeah, I'm just okay. I'm, I'm buying time. That's this year. Uh, he's given up 16 home runs this year. He gave up 15 last year. There you go. There it is. That's absolutely insane. He had a good That's stretch nuts. last year. I think he was one of the last starters to give up a home run. If I'm, He might have been the last starter to give one up last year, and now he's already given up 16. It was funny on the broadcast, they showed like the spray chart of the home runs. Yeah. Equal opportunity home run location for Nathan Avaldi. It's everywhere. It's like you got right dust. field, right center, center, deep left, left center. It's all yeah. over the place. So when he's missing, he's missing bad and getting a lot of the plate, and guys are absolutely crushing it. But hey, real but quick, he got a complete game. Real quick, to his credit, it's almost like every game he'll give up one kind of weird run that they probably could have prevented. He'll give up a bomb or two, normally solo Johnson, maybe a two-run shot, mm-hmm. and that'll leave you with like – Three or four earned each time, and if you're going six, seven, eight, nine innings, mm-hmm. I can live with that. And yeah. I, I think Alex Cora can too. So it's not like it's been killing him. It's it always feels like it's early with him too, it right? Does. It, it feels does. like it's like the second. It's like onto the monster, yeah. it's a solo shot. Yeah. Uh, but here's a fun stat for you yeah, from you this got? game, Steve. Yep. Uh, Nathan Evaldi threw a complete game. It is the first complete game by a Red Sox pitcher since. Nick Pavetta. Nick Pavetta, like a week what, and a half what ago. What year was that? That was 2022. <laughs> but this one, this one was the first one at Fenway since, since uh, Nick Pavetta. Oh, okay. About a week and a half ago who, in 2022. Who was that guy? Oh, he was, was a starter Nick, on, was uh, on the 22 team. He, he yes. Yep. Okay. About a week and a half ago. Two weeks ago. How much does that suck for Pavetta? <laughs> Pavetta's like, are you serious, Held dude? for no time. But I'll say, dude, it feels like Avaldi is getting less or got less acclaim. Than Pavetta did. Oh, big time! Yeah, well, everyone's like, think, "Hey, nice job, Nate." No, the, the whole the whole narrative after the uh, after the complete game was like, "I can't believe you haven't done that before." It was almost like ripping on him. It's like, <laughs> like, Nate, you haven't thrown a complete game. Are you a bum? Like that's kind of what it <laughs> what felt do you like. Suck? Yeah, what are you terrible? But no, he gets the complete game, 
and it sets him up perfectly for the night game, which was one of Joey. Yeah, let's I'm talking about the night game. I'm telling you right now, Joe. That was the most boring atmosphere I've ever experienced at Fenway Park. And I'm saying that all the conditions considered. Mm-hmm. A Saturday night at Fenway. It's warm out. The conditions were nice. I understand mm-hmm. it's a 6 o'clock start. There were some thunderstorms between the games. It's a long weekend. I get all of that. It's the Orioles. I get it. Mm-hmm. But this place felt like it was like half full. I think a lot of people were just kind of turned off by the rain, if I'm being honest. Yeah. And it's doubleheaders are tough. You know, if you have tickets to both... A lot of people probably aren't going to go to them. Maybe you give it to your buddies. They show up late. They go to the bars, whatever. But it just didn't – the vibes were so off on Saturday night, and you didn't have J.D. uh, or Xander Bogarts in uh, in the lineup, and it it was just noticeable. I am so glad I didn't go out of my way to come down here for that game. Yeah. That was the one that I was planning on coming down for. Good I'm glad I didn't. So the fact that I wasn't here uh, leaves me unable to compare the two. But today it kind of had some vibes about it, too. <sighs> I got to I gotta be honest about today, though. Yeah. I think fans were ready to cheer. It's just that when you only have two hits through, like, seven innings, yeah. <laughs> there's really yeah, nothing yeah, you can yeah. do. And when the game starts the way it does. It was but miserable. Before, but before we get there, let's just... No, power I know. through no, we'll, three we'll and power four. Through, but I, I just don't even. I got nothing else for Saturday night because you lose four to two. Uh, Winkowski obviously makes his debut, gives up the four runs there, I believe, in the third inning, mm-hmm. and that's it for him. Obviously, we'll we'll see him pitch more for the Sox, and we'll have a better idea of what he really can do at this level when we we see more innings, more appearances. But mm-hmm. he um, had a very interesting quote. I didn't see it. Game. What did he say? Uh, he was asked about. Uh, I don't even know if he was asked directly about it or if he just brought it up on his own, but. He had a quote about the baseballs. He said, yeah. "He said just didn't feel right." He's like, "I don't know how else to put it, but it felt like they were almost damp." Interesting. Yeah, which is as a- if it rained in between the game. <laughs> well, you think just leave they, them out? They just leave them. Yeah, out of the like, oh, damn, we have another game. Oh, Crap, we forgot. Just put them in the bag. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Just they won't notice. The they won't notice. Hide them. Yeah, but he said. I, I mean, we've heard a lot of descriptors of these baseballs. Yeah. I haven't heard damp, so I thought that was interesting. Um, another thing that happened in this game that is kind of worth mentioning: Vasquez went three for four. He got up to hitting three hundred. Yeah. So that is an enormous part of the series. Yeah. I know it gets lost in the shuffle a little bit with how uh, Monday's game went, but Sunday was fun, Joey. Mm. Sunday was fun. It was one of those you get a home or you get a home or you. That was a fun time. Everybody got in the act, and I will now give you the floor to talk about Bobby Dalbeck. Whoa, 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 before we even get there, Pavetta. I wanted to talk about Pavetta real quick because, I mean, oh, Bob, I, I got a Bob. mini rant. Yeah. I don't, I'm not you ready for rant? the rant yet. I want you to talk Bob first. You want to talk you Bob? Called it. You called us. Okay. Well, I. I think we should pause the show a little bit here. Yeah. Have a little bit of a round of applause. Yep. There we go. For Woo! me. Congratulations. Well, welcome to the correct predictions to game. To me. It's a lot um, of fun. I know. It's a lot of the, fun. The I don't want to take. predictions club. I don't want to take all of the credit. Yeah. But. The CPC. I don't know who else you give it to. It's it's me. <laughs> um, so thank you, me. Bobby had two homers in this series, hit 417, went 5 for 12. And. If I'm going to be a stickler here, he had a good foul here in the ninth of oh, the last one. Oh, God. Hooked. Are we talking about the Trevor Story foul ball and all I'm over telling, again now? Except, except not even because it's Fenway's right field. Oh, so, I mean, if you can't get it out of It actually right went like 260 before it went Would've foul. Would have gone a couple minor league parks. They're sure. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, congratulations to Bobby Dahlbeck and more importantly to myself yeah. for for uh, just, I mean, being right. Yeah, I, Joey. If we're if we're sticking on that train real quick, I got it. If we're doing the uh, pat yourself in the back thing, yeah. I'll do it to myself. I called Rafael Devers' home run 
on Sunday, literally 10 seconds before it happened. Wow. So, see, this is the thing, and I, I want to really quickly explain the home run tingles because I feel like I've tweeted about it, we've talked about it a little bit, but it's, it's hard to describe. A lot of factors go into it. The main factor is just a genuine gut feeling based off of what's going on in the game, what's gone on that week, and what you're seeing normally Rafael Devers doing at the plate. He was swinging for a homer a couple of times, just missed, had that mm-hmm. classic kind of – there's few things in baseball I enjoy more than Devers between pitches. It's great. It's I mean, a fun little he's mini really show. He's really milking the, the um, um, lay down bit. Oh, my God. That's, I, really I could go for 20. That's my that. favorite. That's literally my favorite thing of the 2022 season is when Rafael Devers slides. He takes 10 minutes to get up. And he always does his faces of like, I'm still down it. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not, you can't I'm, make me stand up. Make me stand. I'm touching the base. This is technically legal. Uh, so I love that. But yeah, I I just, I don't know. I was, I was in the uh, DQ drive through listening to Will and Joe on the Cape and uh, about to get some chicken fingers, extra honey mustard. And it just hit me. I'm like, I just kind of feel like he's going to go deep. So this tweet out, Rafael Devers is going to go deep soon. And two pitches later, he hits an absolute bomb. The feeling's great, it's right, just, Joey? I mean, you got great. the Dahlbeck feeling. It's a great feeling. Well, here's the here is the difference in our <laughs> predictions. You're saying Rafael Devers, noted power hitter, gonna hit a home run. I'm I basically said saying like the, right now, and then he did. I you said soon. Soon is that was soon. That could have been this week. Is no, soon. I, I really meant this I, series. I grabbed a guy who was hitting. I think. Actually, 150. <laughs> who went and hit, like, what did I say? Four, four what? 417 on this series. That's, no, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not going to compare the two because. You are. Actually, yours is, actually what you're yours doing is more impressive, <laughs> but yours is better, so I'm just not going to compare the two. Don't even talk about yeah, yours. Don't even talk about it. I called one home run. Um, but no, the feeling is great. There, there's nothing better than calling a ding dong. Uh, and you had. Bobby going off and Bobby yeah. went off, so good for you. you sure but, did, man. But yeah, it was overall, you know, the bats were hot on Sunday, but then Monday it was just, I don't even want to talk about Monday's game. I mean, you score zero runs. Rich Hill, let me see what he ends up getting tagged with here. Four innings pitched, seven hits, six earned runs, two walks, five Ks, gave up two bombs. And he was just, be- the thing The thing that sucks as a fan is when you see a guy doesn't have it from the first pitch. Oh yeah, he, he was plunking guys, throwing inside, hanging curveballs, had bad body language. Everyone on the or if you're talking about exit velo and barreled balls, like my god, it was, it was uh, just the domination uh, of Rich Hill by the Orioles, and it's just hard to watch because I I don't think I don't think the crowd at Fenway today was was bad. I think they were just ready to be happy. And they had nothing to be happy about from the jump. It's tough when the air gets taken out of the park in the first inning. And the Sox had, it hadn't even hit yet. I don't know if I told you then or we were talking about it in the fifth or so. But it was early in the game, and it just felt like, oh, it's not happening tonight. And those are tough. Those are tough. Yeah, the crowd wasn't even a, a booing crowd. They, like when Rich got pulled. They didn't boo him. They kind of no, just well, gave him a, a gentle nice dude. Clap. I mean, he's yeah, been, I understand. Here and, but yeah. I think usually there's there's a, a good portion of the crowd that does away with that. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter if you're the mayor of the city; they're still gonna boo you. Yeah, uh, it just kind of felt like they were like, man, sucks. I know. Yeah, well, it's all, it you know, like it's a holiday. The it was nice. It was a little too hot out today, if I'm being mm. honest. But um, you know, bummer, I don't think man. vibes were ready. I'll, I'll say vibes were ready to be good at the park. 
but mm. the team gave them no chance to to get excited. So yeah. you lose three out of five to the Orioles. Obviously not what you want to do. Um, I'm sure I, I don't know. Do you have other takeaways from I the series? Wish, I have one specific thing I want to talk about. I, I don't know. I, I I just wish in regards to Game Five here. I just I wish Rich got put out of his misery a little bit earlier. I think he knew no, he know. didn't have it. Yeah. I think. I, I was looking for somebody to be warming up in the first inning, and you were like, "Hey, take like, a breath. it's a little early. Here. Let's know. chill." I think he was. He threw what twenty five pitches. Yeah. And they've used everybody this series. I'm sure Corey yeah. would be the first to say we need him to eat innings. So. I just, yeah, I, I just wanted to go for a win today, you know. And it, yeah, I hear you. Just felt uh, felt a little weird. Uh, one one thing I do have to say about this series, though, uh, Pavetta went six again in, in game four. Yeah. That's five starts in a row, uh, and over those five starts. Pavetta had a one five nine ERA and a point seven six WHIP yes. over thirty four innings. That is, um, what's the adjective that I wrote down here? Good. Oh, okay. Yep, yep. That's good. Good. One five nine over his last five starts. Nick Pavetta. I just wanted to get the main numbers. Yep. Nick Pavetta in May, a two eleven ERA, four and one record. And his FIP, 254, so pretty reflective of just where the ERA is. So it's not like he's been lucky, unlucky. 187 batting average against in May for Nick Pavetta. That is very impressive. And man. he just, it's its the demeanor for me, honestly. Mm-hmm. It's its the I'm the guy. And he's always, the, the thing I love about Pavetta is he's always had the attitude that he's the dude, even though he's not the dude. Like, I... And when I say the dude, I mean top of the rotation guy. And like obviously he's not that. But in Philly, things didn't go great for him. I'm sure he'd be the first to say, well, it's because of X, Y, Z. And I'm sure he's got some good points. And I'm sure on on the other side with the Phillies, they're like, hey, we didn't think this guy's going to mount anything. That's why they got two relievers that were up at the end of the year for Pavetta and Siebold. But he comes to the Red Sox, has a good year last year, very good postseason, brutal start to this season and then an extremely impressive may when the team needed it i think that's mm-hmm. a very important part of this the starting rotation i know hill was terrible uh, tonight but overall the starting rotation has been very good and anyone would be lying to themselves if they're saying they've expected more out of the current state of this red sox rotation and nick pavetta has been a huge part of that uh, one sure. thing though justice hashtag justice for nick and his start on sunday Sunday, right? I'm losing track of the days. Uh, Yeah, game four. Yeah, his start on Sunday. Pavetta goes six innings, gives up five hits, one earned run, three walks, five strikeouts. The fact that they are calling that an earned run for Nick Pavetta makes no sense to me. Have you ever had a moment where you're looking on Twitter and you're like, why aren't people like upset about this? Like this should be a thing. I was like the only one tweeting about it. I'm like, is anyone else going to say that that should be an error on Arroyo? And we're the biggest happy birthday Christian Arroyo. I was ITM alum. He is Mm. one of the best guys on this team in in terms of dudes. He's had a couple of bombs. He's getting back into the groove a little bit. He could have one single in the series, and I'd be like, he's getting back into the groove because we just want Christian to do well. But he's not an outfielder, and it's. I feel like he's he's on. You know, gave up an error. He's trying his best. He's trying his best out there, and I can't really blame him. Would you want to see a little bit of improvement? Yes. But that ball's up there. I think he lost it in the sun a little bit, but he finally spots it. It's in his glove and it comes out. Joey, how is that not an error? So I've I've asked you I've asked you this question like three times, and every time you're like, "Man, I don't have an answer." I feel like a kid who just keeps asking about like uh, like 
did something terrible. Like, yeah. Like, why did those cars crash, Dad? They just, like, they did. just did. I'm sorry. I'm I don't sorry, have an answer. Joey. I got nothing for you. They're like, why wasn't that an error, though, Steve? Did they say because it was in the webbing? Is there? It's there's no reason, right? I think what they're going off of mm-hmm. is that he lost it in the sun. So if it drops, it's now like, oh, it was lost in the sun. I can't state this loudly enough. I'm just going to start yelling. If a player drops the ball out of his glove, it's an error. If a player misses a ball that doesn't touch his glove, but he should have caught it, which is the point of a scorekeeper, you're supposed to be the judge of what happens on the field. If he should have caught it and it drops, it's not a hit. Like, what is what is the point of an error if human error doesn't count towards errors? That's it exactly, drives me yeah. nuts. And it's like, again, this has nothing to do with a Royal. We love a Royal. He's not an outfielder. He's trying to play outfield because he's giving guys days off and helping out. But that ball's an error, and that's the only earned run for Nick. He should have six scoreless innings, mm-hmm. and his ERA should be 3.79 on the season instead of 3.95. Is that an enormous difference? No. But I can promise you Nick Pavetta's pissed off, and so am I. <laughs> Hashtag justice for Nick. Wow. Yeah. I was I feel upset. Like I feel like you're, you're, you're huge in his corner right well, now. Well, I'm, I'm, like a, I'm a big, big Nick, Nick Pavetta guy. People know that. And everybody knows, I, everybody knows that. I do, I do really like Pavetta, and it's I like the the feistiness. I like that he has that I'm him mentality, mm. and he's been great this month. He's been great. A two one ERA. Like what are we talking about? He's been so good, and that should probably be a sub two or right around two mm-hmm. without that earned run. So I was upset about it. It shouldn't have counted as an earned run. It did. We got to figure it out with the scorekeepers because there's some it's plays weird, where man. I'm like, the bogey one where Doogie ran into him. It was initially, I think, a double, and there was an error on bogey, and there was an error on Doogie. Even I'm like, I don't even know how that makes any sense. But we got we to gotta clean it up a little bit. If, if a ball comes out of a guy's glove, error. If it drops and he should have caught it, error. Just clean it up. There we go. It, it's a weird job, though. You know what I mean? To be it's a very be the weird job. Have you ever met a score a baseball scorekeeper? I feel no. like they're undercover. It's almost like when you get on an airplane, like you know yeah. that there's a U.S. marshal on the yes. plane, but yep. you don't know where he is. Yep. I feel like we're up here in the press box, and you know, like the announcement will come over, like that was ruled a double. <laughs> and like somebody is like, you know, like shifty eyes. And they're like, God, does anyone know that I just ruled that a double? <laughs> does anyone know that was me? I mean, it is fun. It's kind of like who's Wally, you know? Like you could be sitting next to Wally at a game on his off night because I think they have most people. <laughs> yeah, you could be sitting right next to him. You, you could even be sitting next to the Green Monster. <laughs> you could be sitting you next to You didn't even big, know that's him. Big Green Monster. You could just think, oh, that's just like a big goofy looking guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he like, takes the jersey off and like everyone, he blends right. It's like Clark Kent. Imagine you just like thought Wally was like a dude that just looked a little different because hey, he's green. Hey, that's Greg, you know, dude. You can be any color. You could be green, but you that's think Greg, Greg is Wally. <laughs> he, what are you talking? He about? He doesn't have the jersey. But Wally, you could genuinely be sitting next to the dude that's Wally at a game on his off day and have no idea. You could also be sitting next to the scorekeeper that's driven you nuts, like Maybe. he did to me on. Or Sunday it's public knowledge, and we just haven't looked it up. I feel like it's also no. It's, I it, no one looked this up, by the way. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't want to be proven wrong on this. I just want it to be. That mm. this he could still be. We're the only ones at Fenway right now. It's late on Monday night. It's almost midnight. It's actually crazy vibes here right now. I know it's going nuts. No, it's it, it's actually cool to to look around and we're like the only people here. But the scorekeeper could be here. He could just sleep here. He could live here. It could be one of us. Yeah, one of us could be the scorekeeper. 
Joey, all, all I'm saying is I didn't call that uh, earned run for All Nick I'm saying to you, man, is the sun might have taken it. I think that's a hit. No. Um, no, there's no, no chance. No, it's but... obviously not. It's obviously not. You got anything else for... Uh, oh, one real quick thing. Mm-hmm. I wish they brought the money guns back for the home run cart. Jemai was saying... Yeah, did you? Jemai, our guy, did some research, and he said that it was because the, the dollar bills got... Uh, wet one night and so they stopped doing it yeah. i'm fine i mean i'm pretty sure a lot of guys in the red sox make a good amount of money mm-hmm. and um i looked it up on amazon those are like mm-hmm. 25 bucks for the money guns that come with the money mm-hmm. just get a bunch of money guns with money and just keep doing them mm-hmm. yeah yeah i think there's a couple of guys who could afford it i honestly when i first saw them i was like we could get better quality money guns maybe maybe we'll take that out but of i love the money it like the photos look great when you got a money gun and you're in a home run car, like but not when it's clogged up, coming out. Not when it's clogged up and no, it throws out seven at once and no, it's like a clump of fake money. And it looks weird and just falls yeah, got to use real money. It needs That's to go into the sky. Note. It needs to go into the sky. It needs yeah. to. Um, just some numbers throughout the series. Uh, Xander went seven for 17. That's 412. Uh, Devers went eight for 21. That's 381. And Vasquez, seven for 15. That's 467. Very good. Very good. Uh, One real quick gripe of the series, just being at Fenway, a decent amount. I saw multiple people this weekend that had custom jerseys that were number 34 with that person's last name on it. Listen up, folks, guys and gals, you can't do that. You cannot wear a Red Sox 34 jersey with, like, Richardson on the back. That, that, you just, I felt, I was appalled. Mm -hmm. That's a big word for me. I'm about, to, <laughs> I'm about to put you in a pretzel here. I'm about to put you in a real Don't sticky. say you have like a nine Capote. I'm going to put you I'm gonna put you in a... First of all, nine was my number, so that's funny that you say that. Okay. Uh, no. So the big thing there is that it's a, it's a legend, right? The 34 is a, a Sox oh, yeah, legend, right? Yeah, Rich It's Garces. a retired number. No- El Guapo. Yeah. <laughs> it's a retired number, Yeah. right? Yeah. That's the, the big part of it. And people putting their own names on it. It's garbage, right? yeah. You can't think of anybody in your life who might have a... Jersey, <laughs> maybe a number one, uh, one Bobby here, here, Dorr. here, 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 here. Let me let me you, defend you yourself. Purchased a Bobby Door number one and put Peralta on the back. The second you said it to me, I was like, "Yeah, dude, bring that up on the show. That's a great idea." Joey, like you, like you did Joey, it, Joey. <laughs> All right. <laughs> You purchased it. <laughs> All right. Let me just say something real quick. In terms of rebuttals, mm-hmm. what Joey <laughs> what Joey just did is like the best rebuttal I think I've ever heard in my life. Uh, so let me just, just for clarification, for my dad's birthday uh, a couple years ago, we, you know when you, you birthday presents for your parent, you just run out. It's just like, what are we going to get him this time? And I was like, you know what would be cool? I don't know. If we just yeah. got him a custom socks. I'm not against let – it, let it be clear. I'm not against custom jerseys. It kind of sounded like it a second ago. No, no, no. But Joey, on a 34, who – let me tell you. Let me tell you, Joey. I'm going to try to defend myself even though you brought up a great point. Who in this park sees a custom jersey with a number one, which I have to think is the top number for a custom jersey, and thinks that it's door? <laughs> Uh, like well, the, if you ask, let's say we yeah. ask ten random, you know, fans at the park, mm-hmm. who is number one? That's the retired number for the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. How many people are saying Bobby Dorr? Um, of our, I think our listeners are very well informed. They, uh, so our listeners, I would say a higher percentage than the average Sox fan. If I'm you just, just saying, at Fen- people, average Sox fan at Fenway, um, I, I would say f- out of ten, twenty to thirty percent. 
So two, you think two, two or, three. or three people. Okay, so I feel better yeah, about yeah, this. Yeah. But you're not. Your point is is hilariously <laughs> accurate. But I more mean when I see numbers at the park, I think players. When I see right, five, right, it's right. Nomar. Five's a bad example because they've given it to everybody. Mm-hmm. But 34, 45, 27, uh, 14. You go down the list. 15. It's. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to see your last name on 29. any of those numbers. <laughs> I mean, you know, it would be a little weird if you had a custom doll back and it was just your, it was just Capone, but yeah. you probably already have that, but you just haven't worn <laughs> yeah, it yet. Yeah, I'm waiting to bust it out. But, um, but no, that was my gripe of the series and an all-time rebuttal by Joey, but yeah. Yeah, I, I got I got nothing more on that. I was, oh, man, I was so stoked when you brought that up. It was funny because I saw, <laughs> you had a smirk in your face and I was like, I don't know what that's about. You, you ever just like dismiss something because you're like, no, that probably was nothing. No, that was you being like, I'm going to roast yeah, I you. Like, I got you. I I'm got going to boom corner. sauce you on this show. Uh, that'll do it for our series recap. We have a Reds, Red Sox. It's crazy because like Reds like has the first four letters of Red Sox, and they were the Red Stockings, and they they moved. I know. From, yeah, we're gonna wow. do a whole thing on the history of the Reds yeah, <laughs> coming guys, up yeah. here. Um, but no, it is it is on to Cincinnati, as is the title of the show, and uh, we have a Reds, Red Sox preview coming up. Probably sneaking a couple of DMs as well. And Joey, I got to talk C's real quick. Got to talk Game 7 real quick. That is coming up next on Inside the Monster. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Alrighty, we are back. It is time to preview the two-gamer. I hate two-gamers, but it is time to preview the two-gamer between the Reds and the Red Sox. And to do that, I am shipping it over to Joey Capone for the pitching matchups. Oh! Okay, it is a classic two-game Boston Cincy May showdown at Fenway, folks. Game one is Luis Castillo versus Michael Waka. Waka comes in with a 2.83 ERA, but he was rocking a 1.76 before his last start in Chicago. That last start, uh, that last start was his first after coming off the IL. We will be looking for big things. Yeah, that one doesn't count. First off the Michael IL, Waka. everyone knows that doesn't count. It does not count. Luis Castillo is still Luis Castillo. He's got a 4-3-5 through his first 20-plus innings of the season. There's a sinker, a changer. Remember that one? That's a, a, a little throwback there. Slider that. and a four-seamer. That four-seamer has not been hit yet this year. Wow. Pretty crazy. Fun fact, Luis Castillo, he's getting traded. Game two. 
He is big getting traded. Big getting traded. Game two is the first game of June, and it is going to be Hunter Green versus Garrett Whitlock. What a a matchup. Garrett Whitlock gave up two over six against Baltimore this series. He is still starting games, and I don't know how many it is going to take for me to feel like that is even kind of normal. Still not there yet, for the record. Not there yet. Hunter Green, in case you haven't heard, is a hard-throwing righty in his rookie season. He throws a four-seamer 53% of the time, and it averages 99 miles an hour. He set the Major League record in April with 39 pitches over 100 miles an hour in a game. That's a lot. That's a lot. So uh, despite having a slingshot for an arm, though, he does have a 5.89 ERA and a FIP of 6.70. In other words, he throws hard and he stinks. <laughs> Steve, that is going to be your pitching preview. Back to you, Steve. It is time for the weather update for a series that starts in May and ends in June and only has two games. Both are at 7-10. The first one, Tuesday night at Fenway Park, the old ball yard, as I like to say. It's going to be – This is a, we're at that part of the year where a lot of days are going to be like in the 70s and then the night you need like a light – a light pullover until you get to maybe mid-June. Yeah. we got this two-week. We're still in that little stretch where you're going to get a couple of these, even though today was warm all the way through. Uh, some would say hot, even. It was a little toasty. Tuesday, it is going to be upper 50s. There is a 40% chance of rain, which is not a fun thing for Tuesday night. Hopefully, it's it says more on the earlier side, so ideally that doesn't impact the game. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, this this could be annoying here. Wednesday... Wednesday looks crappy. Wednesday is a high of 59, low of 54, 58% chance of rain. I really don't like that at all. I'm going to do a little more research for you guys um, because it doesn't doesn't sound great. I'm going to get the hourly just for those that are are concerned. Mm -hmm. All right. This is the Hunter Green, Garrett Whitlock game. Yeah, Tuesday looks like it's going to be late. You might miss the showers, but it's still going to be upper 50s, so not exactly the warmest. Wednesday, Wednesday looks worse. Wednesday doesn't look great. So there might be some issues, some issues with rain. Who Good. says that? It's like the car broke down. Uh, so, yeah, weather update is not a fun one. And ideally, the Red Sox and Reds can dodge the showers. In terms of series predictions, I feel very confident the Sox are going to win both. The Reds are the worst team in Major League Baseball. A lot of you are probably saying, oh, but the Orioles are bad, too. Yeah, but they're not like. They're saying what? They're, oh, but the Orioles are bad, too. But they're not like awful. The Orioles at least have some guys that can bop, and they're not. This isn't like your normal miserable Orioles team. They're twenty-one and twenty-nine, uh, only two and a half games behind the Red Sox. So the Orioles are better miserable. than they're better than. Uh, let me see. They have more wins than one, two, three, four, five teams in the AL. They're like in the middle of the AL basically. So this Orioles team, I know we expect them to always be terrible. They're not as terrible as you would anticipate. Is that me making an excuse? Yes. The Reds are in town. I expect them to win both, and I think Garrett Whitlock, who is coming off of the most innings of a start of his career, is going to have even more in this game against the Reds. What is your series prediction, Joey? I'm big on Vasquez, dude. I think he's going to keep this hot streak alive. I got Vasquez. Well, first of all, I got them winning both. Yeah. Should be mentioned. I feel very good about it, too. Like, I really do. Even though they just lost three out of five to the O's. Yeah, I should feel... feel, Don't get me wrong. I feel terrible, but that's kind (laughs) of always. That's just kind of my norm. I feel terrible, uh, but yet somehow optimistic. Uh, yeah, I think they win both. I think Vasquez. I think Vasquez has a bomb. Okay, that's good. I like that, mm-hmm. and it's probably per use with him, and no doubter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. 
Uh, real quick, and I know this is this is kind of illegal to look at the series past the Reds, but the Red Sox are playing two against the Reds and then three in Oakland against the A's. Those are two of the worst five teams in Major League Baseball. The Red Sox just win four out of five against awful teams this week, and you're 500 on the year. That's all you got to do, Joey. It's not We're not asking for that much. We've wanted to get back to that 500 mark. You're 23 and 26, win four out of five, and you're 27 and 27 going into a series in Anaheim. One thing I want to add real quick, and we're going to talk C's briefly after this for closing thoughts, but the Celtics are in San Francisco, and the Red Sox have an off day before that Oakland series. If I'm the Sox, I am going to game one. I'm getting a sweet. I'm paying whatever they got to pay. They got some some deep pockets there on the Boston Red Sox. I highly expect they're probably going to get a sweep for one of those games, maybe for game two. They play at 4 o'clock Eastern on Sunday, uh, and then the game is at, at 9 Eastern on Sunday night for game two. So that's, I say that to close. say that's I say close. that to say that I care about as a as an observer, mm-hmm. I care about those team bonding opportunities because over the course mm-hmm. of a season you don't get many of them. Over in a baseball season, it's on the road, it's on to the next, you know, city, park, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's a chance, a really cool chance to share a cool moment, especially for some of the new players like Story. Um, you know, Franchi gets a neat moment and doesn't have to feel all stressed out that he's like struck out every time. He's been very good for what we expect this year. So mm-hmm. that'd be cool for those guys to get to have a suite at the finals. Yeah, and they've already kind of had their little Celtics thing going on, you know. They and it keeps they it, had go- the it would keep it going. Thing. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. The, and, and the play and Marcus Smart was tweeting back and forth with these guys, yeah. Franchi with Mark. I, I like think they're that. pretty inclined to go to this. I really do. I yeah. really one of my favorite things is seeing the teams interact on Twitter, oh, seeing 100%. the players. That's one of those like, yeah, Boston dude, we're better yeah, than fall, than everybody yeah. else, dude. Um, but yeah, I think that's gonna be cool, and that's a little further down the line. We'll have a show before that A's series. But, um, but yeah, that'll do it for the, the series preview. And coming up next, we are closing with closing thoughts and a couple of your DMs. That is next on Inside the Monster. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All righty, we are back. It is time for a slide in the DM. <sighs> this comes in from Nolan. Hey, Nolan. Hey, guys. There was recently a tweet going around that suggested grown men shouldn't wear a jersey to a game. I'm a big jersey guy, so I felt personally attacked. What are your thoughts on this? Wear whatever you want. Oh, yeah. No, I mean. Wear a tutu, dude. I don't know about that. Yeah, I would say say a jersey. Never had an issue with the jersey. I mean, personally, I don't wear jerseys of guys that are younger than me. The only, I don't really wear, the only jersey I wear is like Ken Griffey Jr. That's really it. Mm. But, um. I don't have an issue with like dads wearing jerseys. I, I really don't. I mean, it's don't get me started on the name on a home jersey. I, I think we mutually hate that. But mm. no, I, I don't. If you're going to attack grown men for wearing jerseys, whoever's doing the attacking is an L7 weenie. Yeah, I mean, wear whatever you want to wear, man. I, I already said it, but I but I mean it. Wear wear whatever the heck you want. 
Yeah. I, I honestly, I... I wish I could wear jerseys here. I feel... I mean, you can't really do it as a media member. No. It's I mean, we have... It's entirely not... We, uh, I think we found our groove with attire, especially as we go into the summer here. Mm-hmm. Like, I obviously love wearing these shirts, with whether it's Jurassic Park, uh, Jaws, whatever. Like, these are my favorites. They're light. They're... I'm not going to give the company name out. No free ads. But... Um, it's it's nice, you know that that with these joggers that I love, no free ads again, and with my Nike kicks. <laughs> <laughs> I think today I was like I was leaving the hotel, uh, not to prag, yeah, uh, and I was I was wearing <laughs> this. Was uh, it's a Marriott. <laughs> uh, I had the backpack on. And I looked at, like the mirror next to the the elevators, and I was like. It took me like a month and a half. I look like a member of the media now. I think like today was the first day. I was like, something wow, about like your like newspaper shirt is so like, hey, I got a question for you. And yeah, I'm saying it in a bad way. It's very media. I can't. Yeah, you can't really wear it on the field. You look like you know nobody's gonna want to talk. No, to I you, I think this is of the shirts you have. I really like this one. This comes hey, in from thanks. Garrett. What's up, Garrett? Question for the podcast. This is a good one. Okay, who had the biggest turnaround in May, Trevor Story or Nick Pavetta? Trevor. I think this is. I mean, Trevor. let me just let me just remind myself of what Pavetta's ERA was in April because it That's was the thing, big. Poop. There was definitely more attention on Trevor's shortcomings than yes. on Nick's. Nick so Pavetta. That's why it might feel bigger. Four starts in April had an eight two seven ERA. Mm-hmm. It was a two ninety seven batting average against nine twenty six OPS against. Holy, holy hell! And in May. We are looking at once again the two one one ERA one eighty seven batting average against and a, a four and one record, and all of his starts after the first one May first his last right. five starts have been six plus innings, um, a couple of those seven plus. So yeah, as I, far as consistency goes, it's probably Pavetta. Yeah, this right? is a harder question than it, it might appear because obviously Story just went on an absolute tear, but. I'm going to say Pavetta just because of I was genuinely concerned. Mm-hmm. After April, I'm like, oh, this is like mega terrible news if mm-hmm. he's going to be like this, considering sales out, Paxton's out. Like that's, mm-hmm. and we, we obviously aren't Whitlock in the rotation, guys. Um, Garrett, who asked the question, but I, I honestly, I'm actually, I'm going to go Pavetta, which is kind of crazy. You know what? Yeah, I, th- I think I'm kind of with you because of how Story's not a wrong answer, though. Often, Story's not a wrong answer. No, not at all. I just, there's, you know, there, there was that hot streak that Trevor went on for, you know, two weeks. But there was also moments like in this series. I mean, this was a five-game series in which he had two hits. Yeah. So uh, as far as consistently being awesome and turning uh, a, a tough start into something great, I think it's Nick. I think, I think it's got to be Nick. I would agree. I would agree. One more here. This comes in from... Uh, let me see the name real quick. Jeff. This comes in hey from Jeff. Jeff. What's up, Jeff? This was at, this was supposed to be on last year. We didn't have time for DMs, so it's it, this is going to... What, what do you guys think is going to happen in the Baltimore yeah. series? Socks are incredible. It goes, guys, with the Sox win streak coincide... Actually, this makes sense because it was like a time, uh, a, a period in time, so it's not like this is that dated. Guys, with the Sox win streak coinciding with my daughter being born Wednesday, I think it was two Wednesdays ago, and with Stories Fireworks... I am forced to get a new Sox jersey. No? Who do I get? At first, I thought he meant for his, like, newborn. Mm. Uh, but clearly, that's not... I think he's just like, I had a daughter, so I'm getting a new Sox jersey. <laughs> well, it's something um, to celebrate, I guess. Yeah, it's like tra- yeah. treating yourself. You well, know? I think considering you just signed the deal, and, and he was going off, Trevor was, I think, barely over 100 in uh, hitting 100 in this 
Orioles series, which mm-hmm. uh, he's got to get it going against the Reds. But I'm not against Jeff. I'm not against you getting a Trevor Story jersey. No, I think it's got to be Trevor, dude. And I'll tell you why. First of all, Jeff, congratulations. Yes, welcome congratulations. To I should have led dude, with that. If it's your yeah. firstborn, if it's your second, welcome to fatherhood yet again. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you this, man. When when Story signed the deal, you know, six years, uh, my son was you know about a year and a half, and it hit me like, man, he's going to be seven years old. Yeah. And no Trevor Story. Like you'll be, he's going to have memories of Trevor Story. That's actually kind of nuts. You know, it, it's wild. So, I mean, the same thing goes for your daughter. She's going to be six years old and see Trevor Story. And, like, that's that's a formative time to, like, have memories. So, I mean, that might very well be her first favorite player. I think you should absolutely do Trevor Story. Yeah, especially if you're rocking the jersey and they see that around the house. It's like, all of our family loves that guy. So, I think they'll just know, okay. This is our dude is Trevor Story. He was buzzing when I was born. Yeah. If I'm speaking as the daughter. Yeah. That <laughs> I don't Trevor she Story. Was buzzing. When, he was yeah, buzzing when, when I was when born. I was born, Trevor Story didn't exist. But um closing thoughts time. Joey, I just I gotta talk game seven. Celtics Heat. I can't believe I can't believe it got to the point that Jimmy Butler had a chance to win that game. And to the point, Joey. That last night, I I genuinely, you know when you forget your dreams, but you kind of remember them? I think I had nightmares about Jimmy Butler hitting that three. And it made me think, what would be the five biggest collapses or worst moments of my fandom in my life? Mm -hmm. This would have made the list. And I tried to plot where it would have made the list. Number one will always and forever be the Patriots losing the undefeated season to the Giants in 2007. That was senior year of high school. The Celtics were buzzing. The Patriots were destroying everybody, and they lose to an Eli Manning team that barely made the playoffs. That was just—I'll never ever forget that for the worst way, for worst reasons ever possible, ever, ever, ever. Number two uh, is the Aaron Boone homer. That's that's got to be number two. A lot would say that should be number one. Two thousand three ALCS game seven. Obviously, Pedro stays in. We all know the story. That is just heartbreak city. It felt like they should have gone there and. Uh, I still tell myself the Marlins would have beat him. So I think that that's let me sleep over yeah. the, over the well, I was gonna say over the last X amount of years. It was only one year you really needed to be in a, a terrible mental space because the Red Sox blew it in game seven in New York. But I still tell myself you got Beckett, you got young Miggy, you had D Lee, you had that that Marlins team was loaded. Uh I'm I'm just gonna say that they would have beaten Lowell. I mean that they would have beaten the Red Sox. Whatever. I'm just gonna say that. I think this would have been number three, Joey. I think the Celtics mm-hmm. blowing a 13 point lead with three and a half minutes left in the Eastern Conference Finals, where their opponent is completely depleted, had one guy that could score points, mm-hmm. and and that guy had played the whole game, had played the entire game, and they had just beaten you in Game Six at home when you had no business losing that game. If he hits a three with 15 seconds left, and I, a lot of people in the mentions are like, oh, well, Steve, they would have had time to win the game. Let me tell you something. That, that, that's not Teddy, what happens there. Susie, let me tell you. Celtics are losing that game if Jimmy Butler hits that shot. Yeah, I yeah. think there's no chance they, out of nowhere, come back and hit a shot when Marcus missed five in a row. Jason didn't really try to get the ball. Uh, and they were just in cruise control. Like I don't think there's any chance they find a way to hit like a buzzer beater to go no, to the finals. No, that's not how that also just works. doesn't happen. That's there's no chance. So mm-hmm. I can't believe that feeling was just I, the balls in the air. It was very similar to the, felt- the the helmet catch by Tyree, where it's in the air and you're like, no, I'm just screaming, no. I know I tweeted that, but it's just like 
Marcus misses the layup. Jimmy has the ball, comes back. A lot of people saying he shouldn't have shot the three. If I'm Jimmy Butler, I'm, I'm letting that thing fly from three every single time. He played the entire game, like you mentioned, Joey. You got to shoot that. Go for the dagger. And that's what Jimmy does. He's that dude. He's got so much dog in him. That would have been a legendary all-time moment that, sadly, we would have had to watch for the rest of our lives. And that was my last point on this, is that it's crazy to when you know in, in real time, in a live moment, that you're watching a shot or a play that is going to be replayed forever, regardless of result. Mm-hmm. If that goes in, it's replayed more than the result that actually happened in him missing. But right, right, right. you, I genuinely, as it's going up, just no, like it was just like a sinking no, because I really thought it was going in. Yeah, I, I didn't want to reply to your tweet and sound as dorky as possible, <laughs> but I had just tweeted a buddy of mine, or just texted a buddy of mine that I did the exact same thing, and I, I had been like that. That ball went up, and I was, no! <laughs> no! It was tough, man. Yeah. But Crazy. But uh, Celtics hold on. They held on, man, and I'm, and I'm happy for you. Yeah, Celtics hold on. Yeah. I'm, I'm a bigger Celtics guy than... I think people know I'm a big Celtics guy, but like I, I really love the Celtics. It's always been mm-hmm. Red Sox 1, Celtics 2, mm-hmm. and the Patriots have been close to 2 just because of Tom Brady, but without mm-hmm. Brady, it wouldn't have been that close. It feels so um, We don't need to get into a whole Patriots discussion. No, I know, but it's just like I've, I've always loved, so loved going to Celtics games. My dad used to bring us all the time back in the Twan and Pierce days, uh, Dana Barros, Walter McCarty, all those guys. And the atmosphere at the Garden on uh, Friday night was just unmatched. And it was just such a let as it, 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 When the game started, everyone's like, oh, well, everyone had that same vibe. Of like, oh, we're winning tonight. It's not about like winning or losing. It's mm. just by how much. And then it slowly just became, wait a second, what's going on here? And then they lose, but they win in Miami in game seven. So all is forgiven. But yeah, the other one, I mean, it's, I still, I think I would have had that against or ahead of uh, the game seven loss for the Celtics to the Lakers in 2010, just because the Lakers were favored in that. And I generally didn't think they were going to win a game seven without Perk in LA. And then the Patriots giant Super Bowl the second time around in 2012, that past team wasn't that great, but mm. um, yeah, I, I think that would have been a top three worst fan mm. moments of existence, but luckily you don't have like, a, I guess, well, I guess it's not a, a singular moment, but the 11 collapse also comes to mind as far as heartbreaking. No, I know. I, I just think it's singular. Mo- I guess the, the, the Rays, the 162. Yeah. Well, I think with, with basketball, with but. the NBA, it's just it's so rare that you have a team that you're rooting for that's favored just to make the finals. Forget win the finals. It's normally the Warriors or the Heatles or whatever. You go down the list, the Spurs that are favored to win the finals and your team maybe gives them a, a six game series, the Celtics can win the championship and fans have known over the last month or two, wait a second, they can at least get to the finals. And now I think people think they can win the finals, myself included. And if you blew that in Miami, the way they did 13 point lead with three and a half, no buckets for the last four and a half minutes. <laughs> I would, Especially if Jimmy Butler would have got the first ever Larry Bird award. Yeah, like that would have been. That's not the way it's supposed to be, right? That yeah. would have been terrible. So the Celtics mm-hmm. move to the finals. I'm so excited. Can't wait. Get everybody a little healthy with these three days of rest. And uh, that's my closing thought, Joy. Congratulations. Yeah, I'm excited. That's huge. Thanks. My my closing thought is so much less important. <laughs> it's my son's birthday. Less and important. <laughs> shout out, little, Seb. Just a little, just a little joke there. Yeah. So yeah. I actually just just a quick little serious uh, closing thought here. It's my son's second birthday. Yeah. Um, it was it was gonna be his first time at Fenway, but I think it, it was gonna be his first birthday. But it's, it's been but two years it. instead. Of one. Uh, yeah. No, it was gonna be his first time at Fenway, but 7 p.m. start. I got to take him to like a, a day game of like a you know overcast day game. Yeah. But uh, happy birthday. Seb, if you're listening to this years from now, mm. uh, which low chances, 
Yeah. Very low chances you're seeing well, this tell, out years tell from him, now. By but. the end of Story's deal, tell him, hey, tune back in episode 19. Hey, I said happy birthday to you <laughs> five years ago. I you cared about you when you didn't it. remember me caring yeah. about you. Yeah. So that, that's it. Just happy birthday to, to my little guy. Now, um, if we're beyond closing thoughts, there's something I want to yeah. check in on here. Yeah. <clears throat> it's something that feels like may have fallen to the back burner a little mm. bit. Mm. But we stopped focusing on a little bit. And it was stopping it was not getting as much attention because things were going so well team was too and good and i'm not bringing it back up because of this loss to the orioles yeah i'm not but the 1996 team be like 96 be like 96 you guys got to remember why 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 this started <laughs> why this is important this 1996 team started 10 and 19 much as this 2022 team did. They ended with 85 wins. Mm. This division, I think you have pull out 85 wins. You're a playoff team? 85 to 90, team? you have a chance. Yeah, it's a, it's about a having shot. a chance. Give yourself a chance. You got a good shot. Through 49 games, which is what the Red Sox are through right now, mm. they are 23 and 26. Mm. The 1996 Red Sox were 20 and 29. They're three games up from a, a team that managed to win 85 games. Hope that cheered you up because it <laughs> helped me a lot. Yeah, no, they're, they're ahead that of the... that convincing? No, well, they, they're ahead of the pace that, that we talked about with 96. And one thing, Joey, yep. in real you know, final closing here, 10 and 19 will always stick out because of how bad it was. Mm. But if the Red Sox win this first game here against the Reds, the final game of May, they will be 24 and 26. 24 and 26 after starting 10 and 19 is very impressive. To go 14 and 7 over your 21 games after getting swept by the Chicago White Sox, who are struggling this year. Mm. Guy Keichel that deals against you in that series is not even on the White Sox anymore. So that says a lot about how the last two thirds of the month have gone. And that's why this series is a little bit easier to, you know, digest, even though you obviously wanted to win the Monday game. Take care of business against the Reds and the A's. You then get an Angels team that has been fading a little bit the last few weeks. And you get to, like I mentioned, Joey, the team gets a bonding experience going to the finals. Mm -hmm. Everybody loves going to the finals. The Sox are going to the end. The, <laughs> the Red Sox, Sox are going, are going to, to the NBA, NBA finals <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. So that's all I got. I think that'll do it for episode 19. Just crush the Reds, man. That's all we're saying. Like, you're the Red Sox. You have the difference between you and the Reds as an ox. Just dominate these guys, man. Be like an ox and dominate the Come Reds, dude. No. no, it's late, dude. It's it's 12.07. It's yeah, it's midnight. It's tomorrow. Yeah. So take care of the Reds. Take care of the A's. Go 4-1 and one in these five games, and you have a 500 record. And it's a new season at that point in my eyes, Joey. So yeah. for Joey Capone, I am Steve Peralt. We will be back after this two-gamer against the Reds. Go Sox, kid. Inside the Monster is a production of Odyssey in partnership with the Boston Red Sox. The show is produced by me, Steve Peralt. Our executive producer is Lena Glazer. Mixing and video editing by Joey Capone. Special thanks to the Red Sox and Major League Baseball for their contributions to the production of this podcast. Mm-hmm.